Amen. About a year ago, just around the same parsha, I received a message. Didn't seem that important because it was on Facebook. And it was a very large group message from a former summer camper of mine, Mira Stern, who was one of my campers at Camp Tawanga. And I thought, I can't believe she's old enough to be on Facebook. Um, she's probably in her late 20s at this point, but I imagined her being 10. And it was a picture of what looked like two wooden panels on Facebook, and she listed a whole bunch of people, and she said, my father has had these two panels in his garage for over 30 years. They were in the old Beth Israel sanctuary on Geary and Fillmore. Is anyone interested in them? I immediately sent an email back a year ago, and I said, hi, Mira, it's Rabbi Mintz from Temple Emmanuel. I was at camp with you at Camp Tawanga a long time ago, and I'm certainly interested in seeing what these are, and I never heard from her again. That's Facebook. So last week she sent me an email. Hi Sydney, are you still interested in the wooden panels? And I thought, okay, out of the blue. And I, e I emailed her, I said, did you not do anything with them? And she said, no, for some reason nobody took them. And I said, I'd, I'd love to see them. And uh, she gave me the email of her father, Charlie Stern. And I emailed him and I said, I'm Rabbi Sidney Mintz, I've known your daughter for a long time, and I'm at Temple Emmanuel, and I'd love to see these panels. And he said, well, I'll tell you the story. The story is that Temple Beth Israel in San Francisco was founded in 1860. And the first building that they were actually building in the early 1900s was destroyed in a fire during the earthquake, and they didn't build the next building until 1908. And in 1908, they built a building on Geary and Fillmore. Has anybody here ever gone to the Fillmore? Right? Well, right next to that was the Old Beth Israel, which was founded as an Orthodox synagogue right after Temple, Isra Temple Emmanuel and Temple Shereth Israel were founded by the Gold Rush Jews. This was an Orthodox synagogue that then became the first conservative synagogue west of the Mississippi. So the synagogue remained from 1908 all the way until the 1960s. In the 1960s, Temple Israel merged with Temple Judea, which was a reform congregation, and they remain over on Brotherhood Way in the south side of town, and now they're Temple Beth Israel Judea. They got married to each other, so they're a conservaform, or a reformadox, or reformosive synagogue. What is it, reformative? A reformative, thank you. And what was left in the sanctuary was left in the 1960s, and uh, people squatted. There was a, a fire there, and most of what was inside of the synagogue was destroyed. And then somebody came, and they rebuilt it, and Jim Jones used it before he founded Jonestown. I know, that, that building has a very storied past. Back to Dina Stern's father, who is a carpenter, a contractor, in the early 80s, he turns on the television one night when he gets home and he sees that there's a building on fire and it's Temple Beth Israel. And Temple Beth Israel burned itself out in the mid 80s, 30 years ago. And the next morning he got his truck and he drove down there and the doors of what was the synagogue of Temple Beth Israel were wide open. They hadn't done anything. And he ran inside and what he saw up where the ark was, was there a huge burned out ark 
the fire had burned through the ark, which was the ark, and then on top of it, where the organ was, was a huge arch, a wooden arch that had been preserved, and he took that down, and then on either side of the organ were these two panels. And he took these two panels and the huge arch that was over the organ from the original Beth Israel, and he took them home and he put them in his garage in the mid-80s, 30 years ago. He went back and he built huge crates because there were massive stained glass windows in Beth Israel that had remained from 1908, and they hadn't burned. And so he was able to remove stained glass windows that were 21 by 30 feet and put them in crates. And at the time, our congregant, who was the head of the Jewish Community Federation, Billy Lowenberg, had warehouses. And he said, can I store these in your warehouses until I can find a home for them? So he cleaned them up, and he donated them to synagogues all over the Bay Area. So a little piece of what was is now a stained glass window in Alameda, in Santa Cruz, even at Temple Beth Israel Judea. And it's remarkable that Rabbi Bauer talked about what happens when you add a special letter to something. When Sarah and Abraham were named Sarai, and Avram, the letter H was added to their names to become Sarah and Avraham. And just like what you said about Hosea becoming Yehoshua, the letter that was added was the Yud into his name, which is a holy letter. I didn't have any time to deal with this before Shabbat, but this morning, Charlie Stern sent me a reminder that I was supposed to be at his house to look at these. And I thought, you know, this is it's probably going to come to nothing. He said there was nothing Jewish about them. They just happened to be in the building. But something grabbed me, and I drove her to his house in Noe Valley, and we went into his garage. And he said, you know, I just want to make sure you know that there's no real Jewish iconography um, in these panels. And he pulled these panels out of his garage, and we looked at them. And I said, I know why I came to get these. I said, you might not have noticed on these two panels you wouldn't think they were that Jewish on either side of an organ, because they have squirrels at the bottom. What's Jewish about squirrels? They're not even kosher. <laughs> There's a lot of musical instruments coming up that are woven through different vines on both sides. And what may look like shofar wrote, or may not. But then I showed him, you didn't see this, did you? And he said, I did, I just didn't know what it was. There are two yuds. I said, the name of God is on these panels, the panels that lived through a fire and were put up in 1908, lived through the Depression, lived through the Holocaust, through the Jewish community's response here in the Bay Area, and were literally rescued. And so what I think about is I think about those Jews who were going into the Promised Land thinking they were just scouts or spies, and not maybe recognizing that each one of them had to have a yud or a hey added to their names because they were doing something very holy. And so when I saw these yuds today, I realized it's not just a piece of wood, that they're, they're actually clay kodesh. And clay kodesh are vessels of holiness. And the two of us were crying together, thinking about these could be in a garage sale, they could be in the garbage, but I would like these to be the brother and sister pair somehow of those stained glass windows that have found homes all over the Bay Area from a Jewish community whose building burned to the ground and these places of holiness were rescued and spread all over. And so um, they're going to be somewhere very special in our synagogue, um, but I'm also going to try and raise some money and I'm gonna have them restored back to what they probably looked like originally and somehow have that huge arch um, reinstalled on top of them. It's gonna be a gorgeous piece. And so I hope at some point um, you'll all be witnesses to the clay kodesh and reap a little bit of recognizing the yud or the hay in the world, even when you think you're doing something mundane, you think you're on the way to doing an errand, 
you might have an opportunity to reunite the sparks that are in the world and do some holy work, even on the way to the dentist or Whole Foods or wherever you're going tonight. Shabbat Shalom.